You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to another edition of After the Jack. I'm your host, Tyler Ma, and with me in the studio, I have Ash Williamson. Ash, welcome to the show. Thanks, Tyler, and I'd just like to extend a special birthday wish to my greyhound, Chilby, who turns six today. Um, formerly trained by David Warburton, who is a great uh, Tatura bowler and the son of uh, GV Bowls Hall of Famer Keith Warburton. So no doubt uh, he'll be listening to this show on the couch and he's at a relaxing sixth birthday. Chilby's our uh, number one listener, uh, number one ticket holder, I'd, uh, I'd imagine. Uh, it's good to... Uh Good to hear. Happy birthday, Chilby. Uh, certainly no stranger to the paper, and uh, I, I think it might continue. Uh, Brian, Brian Nisbet, welcome to the studio. Yeah, thanks very much, Tyler, and good afternoon to all our listeners, or good morning whenever you listen to the podcast. And uh, our very special guest this afternoon is Ben Fletcher, uh, rising star, Stanhope bowler, and a pretty good marker too, I hear. Uh, ben, welcome to the studio. Cheers, Tyler, yeah. Um, enjoying... Um, the bowls at this year and had fun last week at Moama Marking and shout out to Stand Up Bowls Club and the rest of the GV. I'm sure uh, Brian will ask you some hard hitting questions. Uh, Brian, are you, uh, you you ready to roll? Yes, I am, Tyler. He keeps he keeps getting the big names. We had um, we had Mark Ryan last week and uh, we've gone from Mark Ryan to Ben Fletcher. So he keeps raising the bar as the finals get closer to the end. Certainly no, do, mate. He, he does uh, <laughs> does all the legwork for me, and yeah. uh, I just reap the rewards uh, here at after the jack. So uh, no, you're doing well, Brian. Uh, although you still thanks lost, very lost much question. for that vote of confidence <laughs> from both lads. Hi Ben, a memorable season for you, but a disappointing one for Stanhope Division One after showing so much promise the previous year. Where do you think you went wrong this year after making the preliminary final at Hilltop and defeating East Shepherd and in a surprise uh, upset in the elimination final? And you went on and got to the preliminary, which is a great effort. So you only sneaked in the four by a point. You had to get the maximum points in the last game. Where do you think you've gone wrong this season? Um, this year I don't think we really went wrong We lost a few close games that we should have won um, We changed the side up a bit um, Later on in the season And it didn't cost us stuff It just gave people a better opportunity And it, yeah, it cost us finals But um, we still had a pretty strong season Like we showed potential um, And looking forward to the next season Well Tyler Mars, one of your biggest supporters And uh because he finished last in the tipping, was probably due to Stanhope. He stuck with him for the whole season. And well, that would be a fair comment, wouldn't it, Tyler? Oh, and I tipped against Park for most of the season. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, no, that's probably a bit tough, Ben, isn't it? When, um, you know, I, I suppose pretty much every side in the top div improved this year. And, and as a prelim finalist last year, you probably become a bit more of the hunted, don't you? Uh, you sort of popped up out of the pack last year, but, you know, everyone was well aware of, of what you're after this year and they sort of probably gave you that respect. Yeah, so... um. Last year, I feel like we were just known as stand open, easy win. But um, we showed the rest of the GV that we're here to play and we did really well to get to where we got last year. And um, this year, yeah, it, people had to take us more seriously and they did. Yeah, I feel that your team probably stagnated a little bit and the top three sides improved with an influx of talent. 
Uh, you beat East and Park at home and pushed the top three sides as well on your home track. That's golf, uh, Hilltop and Tally. But away from home, your record was poor, Ben. Yeah. So um, we had a really close game against golf. I think we got the closest to golf mm. this year. Yeah, it took a couple of rinks as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a really good game against golf, and it shows what we can really do. And then away from home, uh, we played Park undercover. I think that got rained out that game. No, I think we beat you on, on carpet the first first time. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure which game. It might have been East. Did you get rained out against East on carpet? No, we got rained out against you, but because East played the Friday night. You the, played the sad day. Yes. Yeah, yep. yeah so right. it counted as a game. And yep. the other games yeah. went on. Yeah. Both golf... And Kai and Yaroa, golf played Hilltop. <laughs> Both matches went on because the other two games had been played. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. We, we struggled away from home. Um, on the carpet, we struggled a little bit there. And it was a toughish season away from home. But we showed what we can really do at home. And hopefully next year we can carry on through showing that away from home as well. Your season, Ben, culminated in you being selected for the GV team to play in the Central Goulburn Murray Challenge at East Shepherd in February. No doubt you were stoked about this, and how do you think you performed on the day? Um, so, yeah, I was stoked to get that call up um, in the morning, and I was really um, thrilled that I was sort of. We, um, we won the first game, um, like our rink, I was with... Uh, PK, uh, Daniel and Brett Rayner, they had some top blokes to play bowls with. Um, <laughs> yeah. Love loved that first game. Uh, second game we just lost and third game we got up and we won the day overall and personally I've played better bowls but hopefully they remembered the last game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well I, I reckon it's fantastic. We did say in the program, I think Ash was one who said they should play players that are in other positions rather than all skippers. I think 20, um, 20 of the 24 were skippers, but you were one of the four players who were picked on your position during the season. You've been playing second, and that's where you played. And I think it's it's good for bowls. I think uh, if they continue along that track, um, it'll be good for the future of uh, for the, the youngsters coming through. Yeah. It's um it was great for me to get given an opportunity, but also someone that showed his class throughout the year, and I've seen a massive improvement through was Josh Josh Cartwright. Yeah, played ma- played some amazing bowls this year with his dad. Um, played him in the JV triples. Yeah, and um it was really good to see him get given an opportunity as well. Yeah, that's good. Well done, Josh. Yeah, we concur with those comments, Ben. As well, you were the face of the markers at the. Bowls Premier League at Moama. I went up on the Wednesday night, and sure enough, here's Benny Fletcher. He's on. He was everywhere, and um, he was on the uh, TV rink that Wednesday night. And on the Bowls Australian Facebook page during the matches I watched during the day, the only ones I watched, Ben was there. So well <laughs> done, mate. I don't know how much. I know you don't get paid, but you must have been close to getting paid for your full time employment. It was um, it was a massive week and. I don't mind not getting paid. I got to be in probably the best seat in the house watching some of the best bowls in the world. Mm. And um, it was unbelievable to be there. I was lucky enough, Ryan Bester himself gave me a shirt 
um, on the Friday and it thanked me for my um, work I was doing and I was thrilled with that. That's very nice of you. I I heard an interview that um, they asked you about, you know, who who was some of the better players or who was your favourite player that you watched and you mentioned Aaron Tees, who um, a, a eventually ended up winning Tweed the the final. What t- tell us about what it was like to sort of watch how he went about his bowls, and you know a lot of the other elite talent that was on display during that week. What what sort of learnings did you take from being so close and watching those guys and how they play the game and read the head, etc. Yeah, so as you just mentioned, reading the head, um, something I've struggled with and something I'm trying to improve with, yep. and being out there on the green and listening to what they were calling was just amazing. With how they direct the players and how clear but quick they are, and with Teasy, what a night! How well did he bowl on Friday night? Yeah, in the final, he was unbelievable, and I was speechless. Yeah, yeah, I've yet to see the uh, replay. I haven't got uh, paid TV, so. It's something to watch when I've got a, a quiet day at home. Well, I reckon if you Google Aaron T's show, it'll be the first thing that comes up on the search because he was just everywhere, wasn't he? Yeah, he well, yeah. He was amazing. And, and it's probably something that a lot of people um, struggle with. You know, you probably start out as a bowler. 90% of the bowlers who, who start out as a lead or a second and, you know, you're always getting told where to go and, and stuff like that. And then to make that transition to, to a three and or a skip and um, really be able to call the head, uh, something that... Um, I notice with those those best players, um, you know, the top of the line is whatever they call, they're calling it confidently. You know, they might give you three or four options, but all of them are really confident and, and they're just, you know, they don't um and ah and, um, you know, think, oh, maybe you might be able to come this way. It's, you know, do this or do that and you'll get the result. Is that something that you sort of um, took away from it as well? Yeah, that's something I've um, been told, and but you saw that firsthand at the BPL. Uh, I've learned that through the GV Devils, which is our current under-18 squad in the mm-hmm. GV. Um, Dave Cartwright, Tim Hancock were being really good in that, giving us some great advice. With um, If we're going to call something, call it with confidence. Yeah. T- tell us a little bit about your experience making the, the GV State Triples final as well. Um, I think you skipped that team from memory and um, played against David Cartwright, Josh and, and Lee Farrell, but you talk about reading the head and getting that experience. Tell us about what that was like and obviously the only way you sort of most people learn is by doing. Um, so to be able to run your team and see the head and call the shots, what was that like to make it to the final for you? Yeah, it was a, um, quite surprising to make the final when you saw the um, teams that were there. Mm. You had the Shep Park teams playing on the home turf. Uh, you had Dave Cartwright, who we met in the final. You had Daniel Nichols, Jeff McNaughton, um, lots of other great players there. And for me to get given the opportunity by Dave Townsend and Tim Hancock to skip them in that uh, tournament was great. I was really grateful for that. And to make it to the final, I can't thank them enough for mm. how they bowled through the two days. And I didn't have to do much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ben, how would you like to uh, play in the Premier League in a couple of years' time? Um, I'd love to play in the Bowls Premier League. Uh, it was – you can definitely tell you have to be really good to play in it. <laughs> and if I keep working hard, there may be a chance, but there's a lots of lots of people um, c- coming for that – for that spot that may pop up. Maybe you need a Barry Lester-type haircut with the cornrows and the dreads, and that might give you a, a leg up there as well. Yeah, I don't actually know what he was doing that for, but I know it was for a foundation of some sort. Yeah, yeah. for a yeah for a yeah for a good cause, and um, 
and they the yellow ribbon he had in his hair is yeah, is their uh, symbol. Barry Lester, Gary Kelly, and Alan Ryan all wore that every night and every day, and it it was quite touching to see how well they combined it and supported something like that. Yeah. Did you get a chance, Ben, to have a role with any of the boys um, after the games or prior to the matches or not? Um, so being a official, it was sort of a bit hard. You couldn't show favourites or anything, but when you weren't in the uniform, you could have a chat with them about some stuff. But I didn't get to have a role with anyone there. Yeah. Um, Did you have any good conversations or get any little tips or anything like that? Um, I was with Aaron Sheriff for a little bit, and he was watching me by and said, have you always done that? There was a little flick on, flick on my wrist I um, have always done. He said, I said, yeah, I've always done it. He said, do you show with weight control? Or a little bit. Stop doing that. It'll fix it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not, not, not a bad bit of advice to get from uh, someone like Aaron Sheriff, Brian. No, no. A couple of Australian Opens. Fantastic bowler. Uh, the Yeah, the Wednesday night we saw some very good bowls. Uh, I'd... I didn't. I don't think we got to see the the tweed. I don't think they played that night. The Ospreys on the Wednesday night. I think they, they definitely played. Would have been the early game. Must have been an earlier match. Yeah, might have been earlier. Um, Scott Tholburn won the most valuable player. He bowled pretty well. They got up and won their match that night. Well, for anyone that can win a game in the tie break on their last bowl, yeah. three nights in a row. Yeah, unbelievable. That's what he did, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, he's fantastic. He's he's been a good player. Him and uh, the other w- guy, Wayne, Wayne Rudiger. Wayne, yeah. Rudiger. Wayne Rudiger. They've been they've been with South Australia forever. I don't know how many. Yeah. I reckon they've been playing for 12, 14 years. They must be in their mid thirties now. They started very young, but uh, yeah, no. Look, I know it's a it's a fantastic it's um, place to watch bowls, and they attract all the big names and. And it's a pity ultimate bowls and the rest of the world match is not as well, Ben. We uh, last year we had three weeks of this. Yeah, it's um obviously with COVID, it's been mm. a bit of a rough year, and it was great uh, to get the BPR up and running. We, when we had the introduction as officials, we um, Andrew Howie and um, Sandy, who were in charge of the officials, said to us. We might be a bit rusty. This is the first event we've ran in twelve months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, mate. And you got you got the Ryan Bester shirt on. Yeah, yeah, good um, on you. The Murray Steamers. Yeah, it was proudly um, worn by Benny. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, I was quite touched to receive this of Ryan and um, Kevin Anderson, um, Caitlin Inch, and who else was it? Mickey Mickey Walker, isn't it? Yeah, and Michael Walker, yeah. or Maxie. Kate, Came up He's an underrated bowler, Michael Walker. And Caitlin Inch, I hadn't seen him play. She took Joe Edwards' spot, but I thought she handled herself pretty well. Yeah, I um on the Friday when they were out of contention, she came in and skipped, and uh, Kevin Anderson, the coach, said, well, that was a mistake putting Ryan as skipper. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> played, played, played him out of position all tournament. Um, yeah. I'm just interested, Ben, on your thoughts. Obviously, um, looking at Stanhope for next year, and you're hopeful of, you know, obviously building on what the foundations that are already there and and the and the um, young up and coming talent. Um, so, where do you think that natural improvement's going to come from? And obviously, you had an opportunity to play third in the last round of the season to Shane Walsh. Um, you know, do you hope to be able to step up and maybe play third or skip in Division One next year? So. 
uh, the week that we got put in lockdown 3.0, I was actually going to get given an opportunity to skip against yeah. Cali. Yep. And I was really excited about that, but I was told it was just for an opportunity and a learning lesson. And to be put back to third, I wasn't disappointed. I was still quite happy. Yep. And I didn't play my best, but I still got a lot out of that game. Playing yep. Walshie. He's um, one amazing bowler. And I was very thankful to be, get given that opportunity. Yeah. Um, so wh- where, where do you hope, um, you know, can you talk a little bit about some of the bowlers in maybe the lower grades or go- guys coming through that can um, hopefully take Stanhope to the next level next season in Div 1 and get back up into finals? We've got um, a few bowlers that are coming up through the ranks. There, We've got a couple bowling in the finals this week in our Div in our Div 4 team. Yep. We've got um, John O'Thorne. Yep. We've got Tom Young. Yep. And they're all, they've only just started bowling, but you can tell they're natural sportsmen. Yeah. And you can tell they're really going to make um, a great asset to our Div 1 side. Yeah. And I have no doubt they will get given an opportunity. Yep. Um, and we've got a couple of juniors coming through the ranks, Georgia Ponton, Hayley yep. Hancock. Yep. And they've improved our site this year. Yeah. So it's really – I'm looking forward to the future of Stanhope. Yeah, and, and, and obviously, um, you know, looking at the Division 1 season this year, you know, we've, we've touched on this many times on the show. You know, Brad Robinson as a skipper has really come on in leaps and bounds and took a couple of big scalps this season. And, you know, he's someone that you can really build a rink around going forward. Obviously, you've got Walshy in there who's still, you know, up there with the bet, better skippers in the competition. So there is um, already some good foundations there to build – Four strong rinks around in Div 1? Yeah. So we got Brad came came up uh, at the end of a couple of seasons ago. Um, really, was really, really strong in the final series last year. Was really, really strong this year. We got Walshy. I call him Mr. Consistent. Yeah. Just a top top bloke and top bowler. And Jeff Mulcahy won five out of six to skip and yeah. knocked Dory off. Yeah. An under, a very underrated bowler. He's been around the scene. I know he's had some family uh, problems and and I think his wife was very ill there for a while and uh, and he's he's struggled through but he he's always been a very consistent and under I think very underrated player he's he's proved that the times he's come in to skip I reckon he's won more games and he's lost when he's skipped at Stanhope so he must have he's he's rink and he and with him leading they must have had a good season yeah so um. With Jeff Mulcahy, he came in as skipper, and we were like, we'll see how this goes. He's a very, very good bowler. He comes in, I think he won his first few, then lost one. And we're like, that's all right, he's yeah. still on top. <laughs> and then he drew aura and like, nothing better than this. Yeah. Let's, let's get let's see a good draw game here. And Jeff bowled unbelievably well, as well as his rank, and taking nothing away from Ori. But, um, yeah, he just got over at Warrior and it was great to see um, such great bowling from Jeff. And I, and I believe he had a pretty solid third in his ring with him in the second half of the year, your father, Barry. Oh, he's not that good, is he? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, um, Dad was given an opportunity this year to come up to third and he was a bit panicky after the first few games. Didn't think he had done uh, well, but he um, quickly... Gained some skills and put that to show in the last few games and performed quite strongly. 
And I think that's one of the really impressive things about Stanhope and where they're heading in their future direction is, you know, like Ben just said, his, his father was given an opportunity, Ben was given an opportunity as third. So those who are showing the potential and putting the work in and showing that they're keen are being rewarded with opportunities in Division 1 and, you know, no doubt they'll reap the rewards for that, you know, in future seasons to come. Yeah, I agree with that. They're not frightened to... They give players an opportunity where other clubs, you might... Play in, you might play a second for eight or nine years and you don't get an opportunity. <laughs> when when your third's out, you don't move up. They bring in someone else, mm. even from a lower division, to take your place. Uh, uh, we're, we're talking just, up about your selection, yeah, just worries, in, Brian. Just <laughs> incidentally, uh, Jeff Mulcahy finished up your leading skipper. He, five out of six, he lost the last match against Yaroa, but he got over the next best with Shane Walsh with four and a half. But Walsh, he uh, was right up amongst the leaders early on. But then he fell away, but he never really got um, thrashed in any games. But he just a lot of a lot of close uh, results in the second half of the season. Mister Consistent, yeah, so yeah well, Mister right. Consistent. Well, yeah. um, now, Ben, I believe you've got your division. What is it? Three side. Yeah, Div Three side midweek. Very um, good. If you'd like to it, read, that'd be good if you could read those. Made yeah. it to the grand final, which is great for Stanley. We get our Division <coughs> Five and Div Four. Weekend make the grand final last year, but it's been a while since we've had a um, midweek side make it. So I'll just get the side up. And who are they playing, Ben? Um, they're playing Shepparton Park. Okay, yep. Eight year old. Yep. Division three. So I'll start. Um, Jenny Cooley's rank is Deb Hoy, Hans Smith, Jono Thorne, uh, Jenny Cooley, uh, Jamie Stokes. Another top bowler who's yeah. proved a um, proved a spot in the Division One side. Absolutely. Um, so her rank is Sue Robinson, Ronnie Luca, Butch Stokes, Jamie Stokes. Yep. Bit of father daughter combo there. Yeah. Formed well all year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then we got Tina Harris, Dave Grant, Ken Hopner, Hayden Crilly, um, who have been performing really strongly season together. Yeah, and um, no doubt that'll be a really close contest against Shepparton and Parker. It'll probably be in the benchmark for most of the year in Division 3. We'll touch on that a little bit later, but um, certainly Stanhope, uh, worthy grand final opponents and uh, will, will be a, a blockbuster there at Eurora this coming Tuesday. Do we want to have a break, Tyler? Or Yeah, we'll thank our, uh, our wonderful sponsors. After the Jack is brought to you by the Shepparton Bowl Shop. For all your lawn bowling needs, visit Lee and Chantel Wakenshaw at 101 Friar Street, Shepparton, or phone 5821-1556. We'll uh, start previewing the uh, the weekend prelims and the uh, the midweek uh, grand finals, I'd imagine. Well, I think we'll just quickly touch on the weekend review first from the first week of finals. That's uh, usually how we do it. So yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, well, obviously two finals played in each grade last Saturday, a qualifying and an elimination final. So starting with Division 6 at Maroopna Golf Bowls Club in the elimination final, Park finished Tat Hilltop season with an 11-shot uh, clean sweep. Uh, but in the qualifying final, Seymour, Seymour VRI proved too strong for Nagambi, who will need to show a bit more this Saturday against Park to earn a grand final rematch. Gary Best is rink-dominated proceedings, winning by 20 shots. So... Um, it is Shepherd and Park facing the rebounding Nagambi this week in the preliminary final. Division 5 at Avenal in the elimination final. Tat Hilltop 
uh, ousted Yaroa by 14 shots, thanks to Kenny Cornell winning by 18 shots. Good to see Kenny in form. And in the qualifying final, Marupna Golf, courtesy of Brenda Broughton's 16-shot win, got up by nine overall, only winning one rink against Tally, who lives to fight another day. So they will play Tat Hilltop in the preliminary final this Saturday. Division four, elimination final, Stanhope won on all rinks to record a 25-shot win against Tat Hilltop. Ken Hopner's rink uh, was the, the best, winning by nine or the most productive. In the qualifying final, the flag favourites, Avenal, far too strong for Kybron by 35 shots at Marupna, winning all four rinks. The best rink was Brett McDonald, winning by 12. So we have Kybron on the rebound this week against Benny Fletcher's rampaging Stanhope club in Division 4. Division 3, elimination final at East, Shepparton. Um, Shep Golf won by 31 shots, three rinks to one in a match that Brian was at. So you might comment a little bit on this. Golf always in command, and although Tally got within 16 shots after 85 ends, by three ends later, 88 ends, the margin was out to 23 and sort of pushed out further. Warren Snow and Frankie Ivac won by 18 and 16 respectively, while Peter Emanuele uh, was the only one to get up for Tally on the day. So that is their season over. Brian, Shep Golf far too strong. Yeah, they were the at one, but early on, Peter Emanuele's rink, um, and Peter was on fire. He actually he finished up winning, but he had Johnny Tucker twelve zip. Yeah, after five ends, and Tucker fought back, and it was twelve ten after after eight ends. So they come right back in, but Warren Snow yeah. um, jumped away to a big lead, and uh, Frankie Ivac too, and. When they got within 18 shots, I thought, well, they've still got a chance because there's enough ends left. Yeah. But then they did numbers straight away and they went, was out to 25 or 23 or 25 a couple of ends later in the ball and the horse had bolted. But no, golf were very impressive. Um, quite a good crowd out it to watch the game too. Yeah. All the golfers stayed to uh, see who won out of the other match too. And it was a yeah. I'll let you touch on that. Yeah, an absolute barn burner in the qualifying final, a tense encounter. The scores were tied after 98 ends between Seymour and Marupna Golf. Then Ian Eichwiss's rink got a three on the second last end. Um, and Cheryl, despite Cheryl Emmett's best efforts, they could only pick up a one on the last end. So Seymour prevailed by two shots, the top side all year. Good crowd enjoyed the exciting conclusion on the undercover carpet. So Seymour straight into the grand final and, and they'll be really keen to try and earn promotion back up to Div 2 and they will play the winner of Marupna Golf on the rebound against Shepherd and Golf who have come off a really big confidence-boosting win in the elimination final this Saturday. Division 2, Marupna prevailed over Kybram by 24 shots in the elimination final at Yaroa. Bruce Anselmi's rink had a big win by 18 shots with Johnny Horsler getting some minor bragging rights for Kybram. So that's the end of Kybram's season. They snuck into the finals in fourth um, at the conclusion of the last round thanks to beating Tad Hilltop, but unfortunately they have only lasted one week in finals. Qualifying final, Shepard and Golf topside all year, only lost one game of the year against Tat Hilltop during the regular season, but they were too good in the qualifying final. 31-shot victory. Won all four rinks. Richard Warburton by 14 shots. Roy Brown, skipper of the year in Division 2 by 13. So this form looks ominous going into the grand final. Tad Hilltop will have to rebound this week in the preliminary final against Tyler Mars, Mob, Marupna. And no doubt um, we'll get a good rap on them when we do the previews for this weekend. 
Division one in the knockout elimination final, Tat Hilltop, um, far too good for Shepparton Park. Um, so they only managed a draw on Paul Warren's rink against Denzel Cartwright. Paul Warren probably should have won that rink. Uh, a couple of ends there, he was holding shot, gave those shots away. So in in, in the uh, sort of overall wash-up, um, a draw, you know, probably felt a little bit harsh done by. Um, but the damage was done. Lee Farrell won by 16 against Paul Nichols. Um, so that rink that I was playing in, they made a minor positional change. Uh, wasn't didn't didn't do the trick. Five losses in a row to finish the season. Peter Lasseur on fire again against Dennis Smythe. Um, at one stage was twenty plus up. Uh, cruised to the line to win by seventeen, and ended up winning by thirty seven shots overall. Look, um, Park were never really in the fight. I always say in finals. You can't win it before the break, but you can certainly lose it. And I think we went into the break about 27, 28 down. And the feeling was, well, this was just my feeling. I thought, nah, look, I think we've, we're gone here. Like, we just had a rink heavily down. Um, I think we might have been up on one rink, if that. And um, all credit to Tad, Tad Hilltop. They came to play. And, look, the proof was in the pudding with Shep Park's sort of record on grass this year. We only won one game in the end against Kyabram on grass. Didn't adjust to Stanhope's marvellous greens. They were in magnificent condition, but far too slick for us. Um, And Tad Hilltop deserves to go into the preliminary final. Brian? Yeah, no doubt about that. I don't think there were many pundits uh, who selected Shep Park. Not not on the – you give them a chance on the carpet at East or if they would have played on carpet, but not on a fast green. Uh, Just didn't have the – didn't have the class or the talent to, yeah, and to uh, be Tad Hilltop. Yeah, and look, um, you know, sort of Paul Nichols, speaking to Paul Nichols and obviously having played with him for a few weeks. And I think, look, the writing was probably on the wall a long way out. We we lost to Stanhope at Stanhope and they were far too good for us on that occasion. We lost to Uroa on their grass green. Um, and we lost to Tad Hilltop over there last week by 10 shots and we went to Stanhope and we were or 27 shots worse off. So... We sort of uh, won enough games early on our carpet to get into the finals, but really we were probably making up the numbers as last week proved. And I know I know Paul Nichols is looking at next season already, and um, I think I think there'll be sweeping changes to try and inject a bit of um, a, a bit of new blood in there because you know um, the last few seasons have sort of proven that you, you can't sort of keep going to the well with the same ones and expect a different result. Exactly. Exactly. Um. Qualifying final, this was an absolute barn burner as well, really. Um, Shep and Golf made it to their made it to another grand final, so the six Pete is on, well and truly um, undefeated. They defeated Tally Garupna by only ten shots in the end. Um, but Tally was in front in this game overall. Ben, I think you you might be I didn't really have much of a look over there, but I do know that um, Brett Gunning's rink was about 31-5 up or something against Chris Ferguson. Would have been would have been something. I believe that they were um, up by a lot, and it came down to I think it was around the ninety seventh end. Yeah, on the um, big scoreboard, and it was all level. Yeah, yep, yeah. and, and yep. Uh, Brad Orr played a few bombs to get them. I think it was a. Th- Three shots. Yeah. And Dave Dawes, again, was bowling unbelievable. He picked up a one. 
that gave him a good boost. And then I think uh, Dave Dawes won uh, the end again and left Ori with, I think... Um, Six or seven shots yeah, to play with, I think, yeah. Tally needed to get an eight on the last end. Yeah. And pretty much cemented their spot in the grand final. Yeah, look, and the, what the turning point was clearly was the, the Gunning and Ferguson rink. So, um, you know, Gunning's rink probably looked a bit suspect going into the final. They hadn't been in the greatest form. And um, I think Tally was probably 10 or 15 shots up overall at, at one stage um, with that rink well up. But Chris Ferguson's rink did a fantastic job to cut it to um, cut it to only six shots, I think, in the end. Mark Ryan was outstanding against David Dawes. But like, as Ben said, Dawes played a couple of crucial bowls at the end of that game, and Brad Orr um, had, a, had had the blockbuster matchup against Mitch Sidebottom, but was too classy. So, Tally gets their second chance this week in the preliminary final at Shepparton and Golf against Tat Hilltop. And uh, before we uh, head into the the midweek stuff, we might uh, thank Ben for for coming on as a guest. He's uh, a busy well. man. He's got to uh, got to move on. Um, but yeah, thanks very much, Ben, for for coming in. We certainly appreciate the time. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, very much enjoyed it and great before, hearing all the backstage stuff. Before you go, Ben, who's your tip between Tally and Tad Hilltop in the uh, preliminary final in Division 1? Dave's going to kill me for this. He's my coach in the JV Devils, but uh, if um, Tally will play the way they did on the weekend, they'll have the upper hand. Yeah, it's a fair, fair point, fair but um, th- thanks for coming, thanks again, ben, ben. ben. We'll see you soon. After the Jack is brought to you by the Shepherd and Bowl Shop. For all your lawn bowling needs, visit Lee and Chantel Wakenshaw at 101 Friar Street, Shepherd and, or phone 5821 1556. After the Jack is brought to you by the Shepherd and Bowl Shop. For all your lawn bowling needs, visit Lee and Chantel Wakenshaw at 101 Friar Street, Shepherd and, or phone 5821 1556. All right, Brian, uh, midweek review from preliminary final weekend. Yes, in Division 5, Dookie and Kai Abram met at Marupna Golf and Kai Abram gave them a bit of a touch-up, winning by 22 shots. Successful on both rinks, obviously. John McFadgen won by 15 for Kai Abram and Robin Barrett by 7. So they go into... The uh, grand final. Against Katandra West, West at Shepparton Golf. At Shepparton Golf. Yeah, I haven't got where the venues are, but you're obviously... Yeah, we'll, we'll give you a up. hand. Yep. In Division 4, and a real nail-biter to Tura Bowling Club, Merrigan defeated Park Rose by the barest possible margin, one shot. Rob Dennis and Joe Chan of Merrigan both won their rinks by 11, and Mark Stibbard for Rose failed by one shot to level the scores, winning by 21. Merrigan now get another shot at Nagambi next week in the grand final at... Shepparton and Golf. Shepparton and Golf. Well, I'll find the greens out there pretty slick. I played midweek there and they're running 17 on uh, Wednesday. Well, that, so the Division 1 preliminary final can expect much the same. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a great batch on... Um, the bottom green was outstanding. The top one a little bit... It wasn't quite as good, I didn't think, and the majority of bowlers agree, but both greens in excellent condition for finals. Division three, Marupna Golf bowed out in straight sets, going down to a vibrant Stanhope by 32 shots at the Tura Bowling Club. We've already touched on this. 
Hayden Crilly by 16, Jamie Stokes by 15, did the damage. Four stand up, while Jenny Crilly defeated Ken Webber by a Marupna Golf by one. After a dominant display, Stanhope will give Park a few headaches in the grand final next week. At, Div- your, yeah, at Yaroa. At Yaroa. Thanks, Ash. Division 2, Shep Golf utilised their double chance with a 19-shot victory over Tad Hilltop at Marupna Golf Club. With Jeff Cobbledick by 10 and Frank Ivac by 11, their successful rinks. Phil Boyd won by two on the other rink for Tad Hilltop. Golf will be buoyed by this result and will try and upset warm favourites each next week in the big one. Yeah, so they're looking to overturn a 19-shot margin from the qualifying final. East will go in, yeah, as you said, warm favourites and chock full of confidence. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Division 1, Shep Golf won the right to challenge their arch rivals, Park 10 in the big dance when they accounted for Kai at Marupna Golf Bowling Club by 14 shots, winning on all rinks. With Robbie Betts in their best rink, Marie Boswell for Kai lost her rink by one shot. Yeah, look, um, this one was pretty close, I think, at the break. There might have only been three or so shots in it, um, but Shep Golfers, as they do in the, the weekend pennant, particularly in the Division 1, their second halves are their strength, strength, and they kicked away at the end there to rightfully earn another shot at Shepparton Park in the grand final at Yaroa this coming Tuesday. So Shepparton Park 10, I should say. So that'll be, um, you know, another great contest between the two arch rivals. Yeah, I was talking to the greenkeeper, Kenny Sutcliffe, today. Uh, they had a big ladies' tournament down there. Every rink was full, and he tells me the greens are in excellent condition and providing there's no um, storms or any rain in the interim. Should be all roads should lead to Yarrower on Tuesday. Yeah, always does an outstanding job with the Greens over there, Kenny, and, um, you know, always um, thereabouts hosting big finals, and this midweek pennant season is no exception. Righto, we'll go into the weekend pennant preview, preliminary finals, 6th of March 2021. In Division 6, Nagambi, courtesy of the double chance, meet Shep Park, winner of the elimination final at... Now, this is at uh, Tatura. Parker impressive last week, while Nagambi disappointed against flag favourite Seymour VRI. I feel Park has the momentum to win and advance to the grand final next week. Players to watch, John Dennis, Nagambi and Noel Coverdale of Shep Park. Yeah, yep, I like your X-Factors there. Also want to um, mention Lloyd Mawson as well, who's been really consistent all year for Shepparton Park in the Division 6 side, and I'm tipping Park to cause the upset as well and get into the grand final, which would be a great result. Yes, and Division 5, That's a, this is at Shep Golf. Tally get another opportunity to make the big dance when they take on the Tura Hilltop Red. Uh, Tally were competitive last week against Marupna Golf and will start favourites. Tad Hilltop Red will be boosted by the elimination final win against Yaroa and will push Tally all the way, but I predict Tally to prevail. Player to watch, Max Davey Tally and uh, David Taffy Morton of Tad Hilltop. Yeah, look, I, um, I'm tipping to Tally Garupna in this one as well um, with my player to watch for Tally being Peter Killer Brady. 
I think he's he's due for a big one. A second, he's got Jimmy Guthrie leading before him. Uh, a couple of Jimmy I know quite well. He used to play at Shep Park, so if their rink can get off to a hot start, I think they can um, help tally out in an overall success. Tally Grootmuth for mine too. Pretty important for them to jump up into Div Four um, if they want to be a consistent challenger at the top level. So uh, I think they'll uh, uh, get the job done. In Division 4, Kai versus Stanhope at Shep Park. Bowling club. Now, I don't know whether this is on. This no, I've, I've got this one Have at Tat. Have you? I've got it at Tat on Righto the website. Yeah. Righto. Two and three are at Shep Park. Yes, correct. Righto. I uh, did this, obviously, before I had the venues. Kai versus Stanhope at Tatura. Bowling club. Kai were taken to the cleaners by Avalon last week and will need to regroup to have any chance against a confident Stanhope who recorded a big win against Tad Hilltop in the elimination final. Stanhope looked to be hitting top form while Kai are on the decline. Stanhope to win, players to watch, Ken Hopton, Stanhope and Tom Polglaze, Kai Abram. Yeah, look, um, Ben mentioned a few of the names that are in this Division 4 side that are, you know, ones to watch as Stanhope builds for the future. And, look, I think after their confidence-boosting win last week against Hilltop, um, I think they can continue that momentum and earn a crack at Avenal, which, um, you know, they're, they're the ones everyone's been trying to knock off all year, and it would be a great boost to see sort of two smaller clubs like Stanhope and Avenal in the Div 4 Grand Final. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Division 3, Marupna Golf will be keen to have another crack at Seymour in the grand final when they clash at Shepparton Park. Now, it is on the carpet, is it, Ash? I'm not 100% sure, I think actually. It, I've heard it is, but okay. things change. With big, um, clash, with a big elimination final winner, Shepparton Golf, uh, Shep Golf have finished their season off nicely and with this momentum, I believe will account for Marupna Golf in the preliminary final. Players to watch, Jan Doherty, Marupna Golf and Chris Wright, Shep Golf. Yeah, look, um, Shep and Golf sort of seem to really know how to get it done. doesn't matter what grade it is. And certainly after last week's big win against Tally Garupna, they'll really fancy their chances of capitalising on, you know, Marupna Golf's, you know, there's always a bit of pressure when you're trying to avoid a double, uh, a straight sets finals exit. So I think they'll be too strong for Marupna Golf. My player to watch for for um, Shepparton Golf is Mick Cummins, uh, or just a really steady bowler playing in Frankie Ivac's rink, who had a good win last week. So I'm um, sure he'll be one to watch for Shep Golf. Division two, Marupna meet Tad Hilltop in the preliminary final at Shep Park. Bowling club Marupna come off a resounding win against Kai Abbott in the elimination final, and Tad Hilltop were no match for hot favourites Shep Golf. In the qualifying final, Marupna will get the job done and win. Players to watch: Jeff Anselmi, Marupna, and Peter Wallace, Tad Hilltop. Yeah, look, um, I, I thought maybe Tad Hilltop might have got a bit closer than than they did against Shep Golf last week. Obviously, being the only side that's been able to knock off Shep Golf this year, um, 30, 31 shots. I thought they might have been a bit closer, and maybe at least um, they didn't win a rink, did they? No, so, um, you know, they've got a bit of ground to make up. I always sort of tend to favour a side coming off a win in the finals as opposed to one trying to avoid straight sets. So um, for that reason, I'm tipping Tyler's mob Marupna for the upset here. 
particularly with the likes of Darren Kelly and Jeff Anselmi playing really well, Bruce Anselmi as well. So Marupna for mine. I've uh, I've had the whip out from about the twelve hundred on uh, Marupna this year, but they've uh, <laughs> they've still managed to uh, to get uh, close to the line. Uh, I think um, you know they've they've got what you need in a in a Division Two side, and that's skippers that can can have a big day. Um, you know, Darren Kelly got him over the line in the last round with you know one rink win and. Um, I think it was again on the weekend or maybe uh, the weekend before that that they had one big yes. rink winner and it, it sort of got them. They've got not just one um, rink that can have a big day, but they can all have a big day um, on their day. So I think that'll get them over the line. Yeah, good point because uh, Bruce Anselmi had a huge win last week and then Darren Kelly the week before and Max McKee has had some good wins. So, yeah, it's a team effort. Yeah, have been swapping it around, yeah. Yeah, you need to be more consistent than that in, in a Div 1 side. For sure, but in in a Div Two or a lower division side, you can um, you can almost hang your hat on the fact that one of you are going to have a good day. And yeah. and keep in mind too, obviously Marupna's got a bit to play for because you know they're obviously if they win it, they go up into Division One and Yaroa goes down. So there is that incentive there as well. And I think probably a lot of people are hoping that happens to avoid the argument of whether say Shep Golf puts a second side in Division One. Yeah, well, I've got the feeling yesterday, speaking to some of their members on that subject, that Shep Golf do not want to go up into Division 1. Okay. Because it just creates a bit of anarchy between at the club, and I I have to concur with that. I'm not a yeah. believer in... The, I'm not a believer in the top side going up, but well, I'm a great know. believer in you have to win the pennant to be promoted. Yes, it's, yeah. It's, I think it's a different... Conv- it's, it's a... Th- it's a Three conversations because Marupna wins, they go up easy, um, they get promoted. Uh, Shep Golf wins, they don't want to go up. Um, you know, it, it obviously dilutes the, the talent. Tatura Hilltop wins, and I mean, they're already a combine. Uh, what's to say they couldn't uh, make something like a, mm. a, a Tat Hilltop Blue and a Tat Hilltop Red work at the at the top div when they've, you know, they're, they're already two clubs combined. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah. it, so it's a really um, intricate discussion. At the prelim final stage, we'll obviously be able to um, have a bit more of a chat about it next week when um, it, it becomes a bit more clearer. Well, I just don't think you sort of want clubs eating their own from within. You know, having two Division One sides and saying, "Oh, well, I'm in the I'm in this side and you're in that side," and, and it can sort of create that animosity within the four walls of a club, which can sort of drive people out and, and cause disruption that way. But we'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we certainly will. In Division 1, Tally and Tad Hilltop clash at Shep Golf in what should be, on a, I've already said, a brilliant uh, fast green, 17 seconds or above. Uh, it'll be a fantastic battle between two very good teams, no denying that. They are one each this season, with both having good wins at home. Tally were only four or five shots down. We discussed the last week. They were actually in front. Mm. I only got that feedback out at uh, East Shepparton. But um, Ori and Dawes picked up numbers on the last few ends. The cream rose to the top. Both teams are laden with talent. I don't think Mitch Sidebottom, I think he'll rebound this week. But the difference, I believe, will be Tally skips. I believe they're superior, and in a tight one, we'll get them across the line in a thriller by two shots. Okay, yeah, interesting. And look, probably for the first time that I can remember this year, Tad Hilltop goes in unchanged. 
Tally Garupnik goes in unchanged as well. So, um, look, Russell Locke brought in, or he had uh, Rod Medill leading for him and Paul Bart Newman playing second. So he those changes, um, although we spoke they were gutsy calls at the time last week, did the trick for him um, and he had a good win against Josh Warren. So Tad Hilltop, who tinkered most of the season, has finally found what they believe can be their 16 to take them all the way to the grand final. My only little concern about Tally is they threw absolutely everything at golf last week, bar the kitchen sink, and they still fell 10 shots short. And, um, you know, it was a bit the same the week before as well when they lost narrowly. Um, Golf just put the afterburners on in those premiership ends, those last 10, five ends when the pressure was really on. And I just wonder whether they've spent a lot of petrol on that game last week and whether they might be due for a bit of a letdown this week, and for that reason, Tad Hilltop coming off, really, what was a pretty easy win in the end. The sting was out of it probably after 40 or 50 ends, and they were able to cruise to the line, and I think they can really get themselves up for this one and cause an upset and get into the grand final. Tad Hilltop for mine. It takes a lot of mental energy to, to play golf two weeks in a row, and yep. um, I, I, I agree with you there. I, I just still think, um, on paper, I, I'd rather be Tali Garupna. But I, I do think after, um, you know, obviously Tally's had a, uh, a fair crack at golf last week and, and mm. got right right into the to the zone where it just sort of awakens the, the beast that golf is really. Mm. Um, and, you know, you sort of prodded the bear a bit. But um, I, think, um, I think I'm still going to stick with Tally. Look, and um, I know Mark Ryan, um, when we spoke to him last week, and I think speaking to you this week, uh, he's been big on you know, the leads and the seconds, and that's going to be really crucial to deciding the game. And I know last week I played in the rink against Josh Cartwright and he led outstanding for Lee Farrell. Um, And they've obviously got David Townsend leading well for David Cartwright um, and Peter Lasseur's lead uh, as well. Johnny Atwood. Johnny Atwood. I mean, that's a luxury to have in Division 1. And, you know, Rod Medill came in and did a job. You know, they're going to really have to step up this week and, you know, Tally's leads, you know, Guy Madigan, um, Tyson Mehmet, they, they have, they're not probably as experienced as a Johnny Atwood, Rod Medill. So, um, you know, the challenge is there for them, for Tally, to really try and set them up. And, you know, Matt Robertson's rink will be looking to re- rebound after last week. Um, Brett Gunning had a good win, but, you know, he did leak a lot of shots in the overall context of things. So I think it's definitely game on, and I'm, I'm tipping Tad Hilltop less than 10 shots. Yeah, it's interesting last week, Tad Hilltop, uh, we heard that Justin Spedding dropped himself and Jeff McNaughton was omitted, but neither player played in, in Division 2, which surprised me. I don't think I've ever seen that occur. Uh, I, if it, um, you've got to um, admire the players if they didn't want to put anyone out of the side, Yeah, but uh, McNaughton's played there um, during the season. I was mm. very surprised. It, that you don't play your best team. Surely there was a position in there for Jeff yeah, and look, Justin. What do you think? Well, look, um, Justin played as the emergency. He was also the manager. So I guess he was at the Div 1 game in case something happened. Um, you know, and, and it is a courageous call being on selection and to say put his hand up and say, look, um, I'm not in the best 16. Jeff McNaughton, I think, might be a different kettle of fish. There might be some um, some angst Towards him and um, him and selection, um, 
So maybe they went for a mix that they thought was going to be more harmonious, particularly in Russell Locke's rink after they, you know, they were well beaten by Paul Warren in the last regular season round. And um, so they brought in Rod Medill and Bart Newman just to create a bit more harmony in that rink, and it certainly did the job. Right. Now, I've got uh, the Central Goal and Murray State events were on last Sunday. Held uh, the second Sunday State events program at Stanhope Bowls Club, resulting in some excellent bowling with the final winners as follows. State men's champion of champion singles, Jeff Sutcliffe, Yamurka Golf, Murray, 25, defeated Jason Carter, Tatura, uh, 17. I wonder how, that, how many that is. Semi-final, that was. Yep. And in the final, Jeff Sutcliffe, Yamurka Golf, Murray, 25, defeated Max Hammond, Seymour Central, 21. I wonder how many champion champions regional that'd be for Jeffrey Sutcliffe. I think it's about eight. I might be wrong though. Mm, plenty. Uh, handy resume. Uh, good effort by both Max and Jason. Uh, but uh, as a man, now he can we call him the man with a golden arm after his brother Ken down at uh, Yaroa. In the state mixed pair semi final, Kevin Saunders um, from. Starts with S. Where's that, mate? Tell me. You're it, it, the, in, in, no, he was skipper, oh. sorry. <laughs> Come Kevin Saunders, skipper, and Kerry Belashino, Cobra Murray. 19 defeated David Cartwright, skipper, and Olivia Cartwright, Hilltop, 13. That was a bit of an upset. Oh, look, Kerry Balbuccino's, um always thereabouts in particularly the Vic Open and, and the, the women's state events in the in the Murray competition and you know, really experienced bowlers. So, um, you know, obviously they're there for a reason and did a good job to, to advance to the final. How'd they go? Yeah, in the final, Kevin Saunders, Skipper and Kerry Belders, Chino, Cobram, Murray, 21, defeated Steve Hall, Skipper and Sharon Hall, Eildon Central, 14. So well done to the Murray team there in the mixed pairs and lucky last. Lucky last was the state women's pairs semi-final. Uh, Helen Flint, Skipper and Carol Harrop, Seymour VRI Central, 22 defeated Lee Hanson, Skipper and Pat Morrison, Tokemore Golf Bowling Club, Murray, 20. That's two shot. Semi-final win there to the Seymour VRI girls. And in the final, Helen Flint, Skipper and Carol Harrop, Seymour VRI. Central, 16, defeated Mark Thorne, Skipper and Sue Tyson, Shepparton Park, Goulburn Valley Bowls Division, 15. Yeah, and I believe this came down to a real tight one on the last end. I think that the, the GV pair might have needed two and only got one. So just fell a little bit short. But congratulations to all those Central Goulburn Murray State event winners. And they'll go on, obviously, to State Champions Week, which I think is coming up soon. Yeah, and in both these state pairs, in the semi-final and final, both teams are level going into the last oh, end. level. Sorry, yeah. yeah. So, fa- fantastic standard of bowls, and it's you know, a great achievement to get that far. And I've roped Helen Flint in to play with me in the medley at, um, oh, not the medley, at uh, Avenal, her and her husband. So, 
Oh, geez, I'll, you I'll can have get one a, good player in the side, mate. Geez, you, geez, you can get a stacked side, can't you, Brian? You, you know, you know when he's hunting the mo- big money tournaments, when he all of a sudden gets these ringings, and they they tend to be fairly handy bowls. It's, it's like the Dave Hardy rule, you know. It, yeah, he won't he won't play with anyone who's not up to his standard. Doesn't deal with juniors. Tyler, did you hear who won play. the sixty and over? I was just tournament at to, Chip uh, Golf yesterday. To bring this up, Brian, uh, did you get a, a, a text message from Brian this week, Ash? No, about the, uh, no. The over 60s. No, uh, must, mustn't be on his mailing list. Uh, Arch Patterson, uh, Eddie Dunn, Keith Miller and uh, a ring-in uh, won the uh, the over 60 tournament. Uh, the ring-in might have been one B Nisbet. Oh, what, what what was that worth to you, Brian? Oh, we, we scooped $80, each. 20 bucks each. Oh, 20 bucks each. It was a good day. Um, I led for the boys, your first game in the Golden Valley and... Took me nine years to get a game, and I went up to the Murray last week and had a good day. We won two up there, and defeated Murray in the annual Shield match. So, okay, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I can see why a lot of guys like the sixty and over. It was an early start though, nine o'clock. Yeah, but uh, no, really, really two great days of bowls. Only a few years till we can uh, have a crack at that ash. <laughs> but uh, I'll be uh, I'll be off the Christmas card list if I don't mention the uh, the St Patrick's Day Charity Bowls Tournament at. Shepparton Park coming up on the 18th of March. Uh, it's always a big day out there, uh, and uh, Ron Holland is uh, organising it. I'm sure he's got the uh, the green uh, the green hat out again and the, the green wig. So um, contact uh, Shepparton Park if you you're keen to uh, to get a side in. It's mixed fours, three games of eight ends, um, bowls uniform or something green. I've been told so um, ten dollars a person. Per forty dollars a team, that is, which includes lunch and afternoon tea, and everyone goes home a winner. Uh, a fair amount of prizes. Yeah, uh, they always make sure there's uh, enough yeah. raffle prizes for someone to take home. You know, everyone to take home something, and it's a magnificent day at Chip Park. So I'll vouch for that. I uh, spent a lot of money last time, but I finished up with about nine hundred dollars worth of prizes. <laughs> so I was quite had a quite a good day, um, and I just uh, on a sad note, I like to. Um, mentioned that Graham Cross, Graham Snow Cross, yes, passed away. He was a a great Sydney supporter and a great uh, sportsman playing at Chep Park. He's one of those uh, real uh, true gentlemen on and off the green. Um, had many conversations, more about the swans and bowls with uh, Graham, but uh, he'll be sadly missed. And condolences to Peter and. And Doug and uh, all his family. I think there's Kay. Alan, Alan, Alan as well, yep. is it? And Kay, Kay's wife, Bomber, they call her. And um, yeah, you know, no, no doubt, um, you know, it's um, he's he hasn't been in the best of health for a long time. But um, yeah, it's it's a sad sad loss for Shepherd and Park. There's been quite a few at that club uh, in recent months. Yeah, no, it was he was a um, he was a great as I say he was well liked wherever he went um, in any tournament or pennant. So uh, Vale Graham Cross. And um, just before we finish up for the week, uh, for the week's podcast, we'll get into the midweek grand final preview. Division five, Kybram West plays Kybram. Um, so they've only met once this season in Catandra West, won by fifteen shots at home. Um, Kybram knocked out perennial grand finalist Dookie in the prelim final, and will push Catandra West all the way. But Brian is going for Catandra West by six shots. Players to watch: Wilma Black for Catandra West. And Neville Walters from Kyabram. Good luck to those two sides. Division 4, Merrigan gets a second chance at knocking off Nagambi. 
Nagumi has been the power side all year and has the two top skips in Angel Mannequin and uh, Smith. What's uh, Fiona, Fiona Smith? Fiona Smith, sorry, who surprisingly lost in the qualifying final. But the, um, Brian's tipping Nagumi to um, bounce back and win, or Nagumi to win again by 12. Yes. And players to watch Des Fothergill for Nagumi and uh, Rob Dennis for Merrigan. Division 3, Putshep Park, flag favourite, only lost one game for the season, uh, accounted for Stanhope twice in the regular season. They have the top skip in Billy Gallick and Keith Dudley's rink has also been in excellent form. So you're tipping Shepherd and Park to take home the premiership by 14 shots. Players to watch, Wendy Holland, husband of Ron Holland, and Jamie Stokes for Stanhope. Probably uh, Ronnie's wife. Wife, though. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies, Ronnie. Ronnie. <laughs> sorry, it's, uh, it's getting late in the week. Uh, Division 2 East Shep, one, win, one game, one win away from promotion to Div 1 next season. This is what they've been targeting since they brought in you know, um, a couple of players to really stiffen them up. It's difficult to see them losing to Shep Golf at Uroa, uh, according to Brian. They've been the, in daylight in front of the opposition all season you know, with the likes of Stacey Collier, uh, Lynn Barber, Janice Dalmenico, the top three skips, uh, Graham Barber in there as well. Um, they will score a 16-shot win to get the premiership. Play to watch Lynn Barber for East, Bev Myers for Shepparton and Golf. It would cap off a big week for East too. Uh, they're officially opening the Members Pavilion on Sunday. So Okay. Um, the well, 10.30 for an 11 o'clock start uh, from memory. Um, so, that, yeah, obviously... It's all uh, been in use for a while now and named and all that sort of stuff, but it's the official opening. They've finally been able to host it, so um, that would cap off a big week if they can uh, get up into Div 1. Yeah, and good luck to East Shep with that opening. It's been a lot of um, lot of hard work in the making, so um, you know, hopefully they have their big day and yep. an even bigger day on Tuesday. I'll be there as a past president. I've been invited. Okay. Um, they didn't lose your, lose your invite in the mail or anything, Brian? No, mate. You got I, your address? No, I got the, um, I've bought the book. There's a book publication, $35. I've got a copy. It's uh, a very good publication on the history of the club and it's well, if you're a bowls enthusiast, enthusiast and you've played out there or any bowling enthusiast, it's well worth uh, getting a copy. How many chapters on Brian do you reckon in that one, uh, Tyler? Sonny, I, I wrote a page, nearly two pages. <laughs> well worth the read. <laughs> one-man media machine, aren't Bri- you, Brian? Bri- Brian Rowling. Um, Division 1, Shepherd and Park 10 had Shepherd and Golf's measure in the qualifying final, but Golf bounced back uh, last week in the prelim against Kai. And, look, they will pose a big threat. Um, I wouldn't read too much into the closeness of the qualifying final. Shep Golf's always dangerous in big games. Both teams have big game performers, and Brian and myself are tipping this one to go right down on the wire. You've got Shep Golf by four shots. I'll go the other way and say Park by eight shots. Your play is to watch Mark Thorne for Shep Park 10 and Robbie Betson for Shep Golf. Also tipping um, Dennis Smythe and Die Hands to be crucial for Shep and Park. And, um, you know, I agree with Robbie Betson. Chris Wright is also very important as his third. So I reckon this one will be a real... Typical golf park grand final in the midweek, and I think it'll come right down to the wire. Got parked by eight shots. Well, golf's chasing a three-peat um, in the Edna Harling Shield, but between park and golf, they've had a duopoly on on the Division One Premiership mm. in, in the midweek for, I mean, a decade now, really, I, yeah, I think. They uh, have, it, yes. it, before it even goes back online. So, um, yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think it'll be a ripper game, and uh, it should be... Um, great for everyone that gets along and, and has a look. 
Brian, you got to say golf by four shots. Why? I just think uh, when I go through the sides, well, I suppose I'm leaning towards them because they've got more men in the team. Um, and players of the calibre, I didn't meet Graham Myers. Mm. He'll have a big influence on the game as a skip. And I'm not knocking uh, Paul Warren and Dennis Smythe. Um, they've got, they got the most talented girls in the um, team. In the association. Yeah, in the association, Chet Park. And you've got to admire them. Well, how many men have they got in their team? Four. Four. And golfer got, what, nine, nine men? Nine, yeah. I think that's where the difference will be. Yeah. But it'll be a good battle of the sexes uh, and well worth the trip to Uroa. Absolutely. But I think the men will just sway the game. That uh, just about wraps up after the Jack for another week. Uh, thanks very much for joining us again, Ash. Thanks for having us, Brian. Um, Tyler, big Brian as well. Big week next week. For sure. And Brian, thank you again for uh, coming into the studio and getting young Ben on board. Yeah, thanks very much, Tyler. No, um, a very good show and I um, hope everyone enjoys it. And uh, thank you again, listeners. We uh, couldn't do it without you. After the Jack is brought to you by the Shepparton Bowl Shop. For all your lawn bowling needs, visit Lee and Chantel Wakenshaw at 101 Friar Street, Shepparton or phone 5821 1556. That was After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production.